Amen. Well, please take a seat. Uh, morning, everyone. Let me add my welcome to David's. Uh, before we get to the psalm that Nicola read, Psalm 46, we're going to watch uh, one of my favorite scenes from the film Casablanca. It's set during World War II uh, in Morocco with French refugees living under Nazi rule. And much of the film is set in a bar where the French refugees gather. But even there, the Nazis make clear, be afraid, we're in charge. And the scene we're about to watch, we're in the bar, and the German command starts singing a victory song just to prove who's boss, rub it in the refugees' faces. And as we join, the German officers are singing, and Victor Laszlo, a member of the resistance, watches from the stairs. So let's see what happens. Don't you love that? Boldly singing their song and not giving in to fear. You know, that film was actually made in 1942 while the war was still raging. And this week, uh, I found out that many of the extras in that scene were real refugees from the war in Europe, singing with real tears in their eyes and spirit in their voices. Well, keep that fearless singing in mind. We'll come back to that. But first, here's a question for us to think about. Do you ever feel like the world is falling apart? We're just coming out of a pandemic and things still don't feel very stable, do they? The economy shaking under our feet, wondering if jobs here today will be here in a month's time. Political upheavals, the energy crisis. This week, you might have seen on the news all sorts of things about environmental worries. Have we crossed the point of no return? And on this Remembrance Day, we don't just look back to war, there is war in Europe today, still raging. How could things escalate? What might happen? And all that stuff, you might have found yourself reading the news and just feeling anxious, afraid, or avoiding the news because you feel afraid. We could feel like the world is falling apart. And that feeling, it's captured so well in our psalm, isn't it? The earth gives way, 
the ground under our feet shifting and shaking, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, mountains so firm and stable collapsing into the waters, vivid images like the world itself is being undone, crashing down around us. And looking at our world today, that's how we could feel. And so what does God do for when we feel like the world is falling apart? He gives us a song. Psalm 46, on page 570, if you look at the end of the title, you'll see it's a song. And that could feel pretty underwhelming, that when the world's falling apart, what God does for us, he gives us a song. But then remember Victor Laszlo leading the people in singing the Marseillaise, boldly singing, not giving in to fear. Well, Jesus leads us, his people, in boldly singing this song and not being afraid when we think the world is falling apart. So think of the next few minutes less as a sermon and more as a singing lesson. Like Christ is teaching us to sing, and we are his people, his choir. See, here's our goal. We want to learn to sing this song, to be taught by Christ. So the next time we feel like the world is falling apart, our response isn't to be overwhelmed by anxiety or to seek an escape or to get angry, or switch off, but to sing this song. So we're going to learn this song in three parts. And here's part one of what we sing. We will not fear because God is our refuge. Those things from earlier, economic instability, environmental worries, the war in Ukraine, our song recognizes that kind of chaos. Verses 2 and 3 about falling mountains, roaring waves and earthquakes. That's more than when you've just had a bad week. This is all hell breaking loose. Could be the end of the world. But as big and scary as that is, for God's people, there's something way bigger. Verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. That's a headline. And I've only said it, but we're meant to sing it, aren't we? Sing it boldly, like we're refugees singing in the Marseillaise. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And so verse two, here's the result. Therefore, we will not fear. And that doesn't mean that we're totally unmoved when the world's falling apart, but when we're tempted to respond with fear or anger or despair, we sing this to encourage each other. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Let's just enjoy that for a bit. God is our refuge. When we feel defenseless and things overwhelm us, we can run to him for shelter. God is our strength when we feel our weakness. He's the strong one we can trust in. And I love this. Just notice what verse 1 says. Not God gives us refuge and strength. He himself is 
our refuge and strength. Earlier this week, I was round at the vicarage, and uh, the Tolls had made this. Helm's Deep, a strong refuge, if ever there was one. Isn't that great? What you maybe can't tell is that uh, it's made of cake, it's edible, and by the time I saw it, there were some tasty bits from the wall missing. Um, and any refuge God gave us would be fragile like that. Metal rusts, stone erodes. But God himself, he is perfect, unchanging, eternal. The chaos of creation cannot touch the creator. All else may fall apart and change, but he won't. We don't need to go elsewhere to numb our fears to escape. He's always available, and in Christ, he's our refuge. So when you browse the news, and maybe you feel anxious thoughts rising up, remember, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. But that remembering, that's actually something we do together. Together, we're remembering those who've given their lives in war for our freedom. We're doing that together. And the truth that God is our refuge, we remind each other of that. We sing it to each other, reminding each other to lift our eyes above the chaos and look to him. God is our refuge, so we will not fear. Jesus leads us in boldly singing that. But what about when the world's chaos isn't kind of aimless, when it is very specifically directed against Jesus' people, when Christians are in the firing line? The church has always been under pressure, uh, but not just in the past. Today, we get awful news like this. 21 Christians killed in Mozambique, reported just this week. Maybe we worry what could happen to us for following Jesus. What could happen to us here? What could happen if we went out to help the church in places like Mozambique? Well, through this psalm, Jesus teaches us to sing. We will not fear because God's city will not fall. Part two of our song, it talks about a city, originally the city of Jerusalem, and it's implied Jerusalem's under attack. So picture a small city under siege, surrounded by enemies. You'd think it was doomed. But verse four, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. This city will not fall. Because God lives in her, it's his dwelling place. So of course, he will protect it. But there are clues the city's more than Jerusalem. For a start, Jerusalem did fall. And also this river. Notice the water in this city, it's not the roaring waters of verse three, but a calm river, of verse four. The thing is though, Jerusalem didn't have a river. When Jerusalem was under siege, the water supply was a huge worry. So where is this city? 
What is the holy place where the Most High dwells? Well, here's a verse on the screen from Ephesians. Uh, speaking of Christians, could have picked many more like it. And verses like that say, Christians are the city of God. The church is God's dwelling place. That linked up to Jesus, God lives in us by His Spirit, like a river bringing life and gladness. We're the city of God with our brothers and sisters around the world. And this song reassures us, God's city will not fall. Now, that doesn't mean the church won't come under threat, but it will not die out. Because unlike the UK or the US or the UN, the church isn't just a human institution made by people. The church is built by God. He's behind her. London and Moscow and Beijing may well collapse, but God's city won't. It's His dwelling place. We might worry, perhaps, about the future of our church, the Church of England. But whatever happens, God's city will not fall. And persecution, like those fallen Christians in Mozambique, well, persecution takes different forms. The worst thing Jesus' enemies can do to his people is to kill them. It's the worst Jesus' enemies could do to him. But at break of day, Jesus rose to life forever, and fallen Christians will rise with him. They will not fall. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a German pastor who opposed the Nazis during World War II. He was sent to a concentration camp, and in the last days of the war, he was sentenced to death. As he finished a worship service, the guards arrived, and he knew what was about to happen. And as he left, he turned to a fellow prisoner and said his last words, this is the end, but for me, the beginning of life. The church will not die out. Fallen Christians will rise. So when opposition comes, Jesus leads us, his people, in singing. We will not be afraid because God's city will not fall. But if God's city will be safe, what about those attacking it, those making war against it? H.G. Wells famously called World War I the war to end all wars. But of course he was wrong. The fighting goes on. There's still a war today. Take the war in Ukraine. Someone might win eventually, but each victory is only a temporary victory. Every peace in our world is just a temporary peace. On Remembrance Sunday, we don't just remember war as a past event. It's still very much with us. But part three of our song has us look forward to the day when there will be a final war and a final victory and a final peace. In our warring world, Jesus leads us in singing, we will not fear because God will win. Look down at verse 8. Verse 8 invites us, Come and see what the Lord has done, 
the desolations he has brought on the earth. It's past tense, but we're given a glimpse of the future when God will act decisively. And what will he do? Look at verse 9. He'll bring peace everywhere. He'll wage a war to end war. And not only will he defeat his enemies, he will destroy their weapons, their weapons of battle. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. In other words, he will make war impossible. Unlike the armistice or today's peace treaties, this peace will last. Isn't that glorious? On Remembrance Sunday, we still see war today. But for Christians, the day is coming when the horrors of war really will be locked in the past, never to return. Well, here, uh, sorry. For now, we might worry about the outcome of wars. Who's going to win between Russia and Ukraine? In the following decades, which superpower is going to come out on top? Where's the UK going to be in the balance of power? Well, if we worry, hear verse 10's reality check. God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Do we hear that? Stop worrying. God is God. Look ahead. However things fall out, Christ will be victorious when he comes. He will win. And also, you warring nations, fighting it out for top spot, stop, lay down your arms, and recognize God is God and you're not. Jesus will have top spot. So stop fighting and take refuge in him. For us who have taken refuge in Christ, here's an amazing thing. We will be victorious. Not because we're winners, but because God is. And in Christ, we belong to him. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Following Jesus might put us on the losing side now in all sorts of ways, but in the end, we're on the winning side. Jesus leads us in singing this song. When the world's falling apart and the church is under attack and wars rage, it's easy to fear. But in Christ, this song is our song to sing boldly. God is our refuge. God's city will not fall. God will win. And so as we finish, we're not exactly going to sing this song, but we'll do the next best thing and say it to one another. We'll have some words on the screens. Uh, this half of us, let's say the words in white. And this half of us, let's say the words in yellow. And let's encourage each other. So boldly we say, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, 
and the nations fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Well, some time now to reflect and pray as we come to share the Lord's Supper. Thank you.